you have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Sick Talk Show! Your contacts require immediate communication. Your first contact, codename, Greek Dog. The threat of texts and whatnot of just like all the, all the like, oh, hey, dude, I got food poisoning. I can't record tonight. Like, oh, we got to move it to like, so, you know, if you've been a, if you've been a fan of the show and you've been listening and you've been wondering like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck happened? Uh, all of a sudden it's coming out on a Friday. It was coming out on Wednesday. It's just a bunch of guys trying to get it together. Yeah, we had a boom box back there powered by batteries. We had three CDs. One of them was the new 311, the blue one with down on it. The song I hated was All Mixed Up, though. I did not like All Mixed Up. That song was for girls who were prissy bitches to be like, oh, we listened to some rock. And I was like, oh, fuck. And the Hungarian Iron God. I was just thinking how bizarre it's going to be like for someone to listen to this and hear all the clips of us talking from before. If this was their first episode and they didn't hear me say, that's why capitalism or whatever the fuck I said. We're just going to sound as out of fucking context as ever. It's going to be fucking loony. Let's see. Mike sets up the uh, link. Sends us. Oh, it's live. <laughs> oh, he there must we go. Just, this is amazing. He must have just set it up. That's so funny. All right. <laughs> well, welcome to Is It Safe Talk Show. Mike would be mad if I called it a podcast, but uh, caught a little unawares at the moment there, but we're uh we're back we're back for another week uh mike is out this week so this will most likely be a dropless episode but it will not be no, I got swagless. You. wow you drops <laughs> oh okay yeah i forgot we've been uh no. yeah, steve's been practicing uh he's been practicing all of the 8-bit <laughs> all the 8-bit drops for sure that's uh, putting it mildly there you go <laughs> All right, I think, uh, yeah, I think we're good to go on the drops then, so da, yeah, da, take da, that da, back. <laughs> uh, so, Steve, we were just talking right before we started recording, and I think I think this is as good a spot as any to start off the show. And, uh, I'll just say right off the bat that we have no emails this week, so we're not going to worry about it. Holiday week, so good for everybody. Glad you guys are not out there emailing us, and uh, I'm I'm glad you're out there enjoying the beach and and your family and all that. Uh, so, but uh, as far as holidays go, there's a lot of holiday uh, griping about the you know about the flights. Uh, people are complaining. There's, uh, but there are some memes floating around out there, and I have not heard this take from anybody yet. Uh, basically, I assumed all the griping was you know sympathetic i kind of assumed everybody was basically on our side uh <laughs> see would you like to inf- uh <laughs> clue us in as to the other side of this debate oh yeah uh <laughs> hoarding almost emailed the show uh he's a commercial airline pilot and uh he's he was going to go on a long screed about why delays and cancellations happen and you know faa regulations and everything he's like <laughs> Then I got bored of thinking about that, and he just sent me a meme. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's the meme? Because I, I am unfamiliar with. First of all, I'm unfamiliar with the show. I'm not unfamiliar with the uh, the IP. But go go ahead. What what is what's the actual meme? So the meme he sent was. Uh, let me find it on my phone real quick, so I can quote it verbatim. <laughs> Let's see. 
we can throw in a little uh Okay, here it is. It's from the pilot's thread, and it says, Me, when I see random people on Facebook complaining about airlines delaying and canceling flights. And it's a picture of a Mandalorian saying, One doesn't speak unless one knows. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know the behind-the-scenes shit, but I know, like, FAA regulations and, you know, reasons for cancels and delays. Right. I think it's still and okay so... to get annoyed about it. It's absolutely okay. yeah. That, that's that's my thing, especially when somebody somebody seems to know something about what's literally going on on the on the quote unquote inside, or they've got they got the inside tip. Uh, Dave, if you uh, do catch this episode, please do email and actually let us know why you why it is so annoying. Uh, I know that complaining in general is pretty annoying, but it's a, it's annoying to pilots because it's like beyond their control. Like, sure. It's, oh, it's so not people, their fault. But people so aren't th- complaining at pilots, though. <laughs> people. They did people when my first pilots? flight got delayed. The, the what, pilot seriously? actually, yeah, he he did everyone a solid. Came out, told everyone exactly what was happening. Uh, that you know, one of the uh, flight attendants had to leave for some unknown reason, so they were waiting on another one who was on call. And uh, I think the the minimum call time is something like two hours. So it could have been a two-hour delay, but she hustled her ass to the airport. I got there in like 45 minutes, and we we got out of there without like a real bad delay. And I got to see, uh, you know, we, we got to the venue just in time to see Strung out. So, <laughs> wow. Uh, it's so <laughs> okay. Maybe that's maybe that's the thing that is pissing them off. Is that uh, the the rubes the rubes in the back are more or less uh, complaining and and blaming the. Blaming pilots, I, I okay, I get that. If I was a pilot, that would fucking make me furious, right? Uh, but yeah, the the entire system of it, though. Uh, sometimes I like I really appreciate the feedback from you know, like appreciate the feedback from doctors who say things like, or who try to like inform you about like how Medicare actually works. Y- you know, um, there's always there are always these debates about these particular types of industries. Uh, that one, I think it would be really cool to hear from uh, Mr. Horning. So, uh, sir, if you can uh, get back to us, uh, send us send us an email, um, fill us in a little bit on on the kinds of um, shit that you're dealing with, and what those dynamics might look like. Because to me, uh, it's absolutely totally reasonable and correct to be fucking pissed off at this industry. Uh, it is a pretty much a fucking monopoly, if not outright. Um, unions have basically been gutted and destroyed just in the same way that they've been in so many other industries, but this is a pretty famous one. And uh, it's got, there has to be some kind of a relationship between that type of, that type of uh, corporate austerity and uh, corporate greed. Uh, that, that combination of those two things that kind of creates the type of you know the crisis that we see now, where there is no ability to actually address the demand that's that's out there. So we see a a very massive peak season, and it seems like I don't know I don't know what the percentage is. What twenty thirty percent of the flights just aren't fucking making it off the ground. Uh, people are being booted off of flights. They're overselling planes. I I really would like to try to wrap my mind around how this uh, you know how this works for somebody who's in the pilot seat. 
Yeah, and like the the real big fuck ups, like the Southwest thing, where they just hadn't updated their software ever. It seems like, yeah, that's a that's a that's inexcusable. Thought. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's amazing. Was... And they they had, had pressure both from like within the organization and outside the organization. I think even federal pressure to do something about their scheduling system, and they just never fucking upgraded it. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. Uh, that reminds me of the unemployment system here in Michigan. Well, I, I imagine so many states are exactly like this. But uh, during the pandemic, when everybody, when it, you know, mass layoffs and unemployment was just out of control, uh, over thirty percent or thirty-five percent or something in in most states, I literally was hanging out with a, a buddy whose friend that was also at the barbecue was saying. He works in IT for the state of Michigan, and he works on those websites, and he was like, oh, they haven't updated. He goes, yeah, they put a new skin on it, so it looks like a new website, but they haven't updated anything on that website for, like, 30 years. Like, it was, like, the first website they launched. Okay. Maybe maybe the second. Maybe it was, like, <laughs> the second-generation website, the V2, you know? It's like all the file names are the same, except they just say V2 instead of V1. And... It makes perfect fucking sense because the second you even have to avail yourself of that fucking god awful system, it is absolutely impossible to navigate. Uh, you get notifications from the unemployment service telling you to, uh, you know, they're looking for it's like requests for information. They have requirements like you need to register with Michigan Works, which is like the kind of work platform. Uh, in order to like get your benefits if you're unemployed and when you try to do that there's no link on the website you know you can bounce around like all over the fucking place and you have no idea what you're looking at and where to even fucking register and it's like these websites should are basically now a public fucking utility and so uh, you know as much as there's an industry that should probably be a public utility like the fucking airlines or oil and gas, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You know, the the baseline shit that they use in order to operate everything, uh, the consumer-facing stuff, especially things like websites, literally need to be brought up to a better standard, man. Oh, my God. It causes so much, just so, just so much angst and, and so much... Uh, I mean, it can cause you to fucking like miss payments. It can cause you to, uh, you know, have to go back in and, you know, prove your identity because you clicked the wrong button. But like, it doesn't make sense the way they fucking word the questions or the buttons aren't fucking lined up right. And it's unbelievable. Uh, you've, I'm, I mean, I'm sure you've experienced this too. I mean, you, you have to deal with this shit all the time. Yeah, I'm a product owner for bespoke software that tracks uh, real estate transactions for a law firm, and it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's a SQL database that's built on a that's uh, it's, uh, a Ruby on Rails web portal that we use to access it, and then we store everything on AWS. But like, yeah, when I first got there, that shit did not work at all because the people who worked real estate didn't know how to speak code to the coder and the coder didn't know how to speak real estate to the real estate people. Oh my God. So it, it took <laughs> me shit. to, to actually get it off the ground and make it work. <laughs> That's but it like, yeah, if, if you're, if you're into that shit, like just watching like, uh, the, the worst examples of software that's out there, 
There's a subreddit called uh, Software Gore. It's fucking hilarious. The shit people got to deal with. Software Gore. Uh, I'm definitely... Software Gore. I am... I am going to uh, bookmark that shit right now. <laughs> Software Gore. Yeah, let's go Reddit. Um, <laughs> I, it always cracks me up. I... Uh, uh, so... Yeah, back to the back to the point, Mr. Horning. Reach out, let us know. I don't know. Am I, am I misspeaking? Am I being unfair? Uh, I feel like there's a difference between respecting uh, the people that put in the fucking hours and the work, uh, and you know, bust our asses try to get us where we need to go. And uh, well, let's not forget they're also delayed. So whatever plans they yeah, had that night, exactly. Yeah, get fucked. <laughs> I forget what comedian it was, but he was like, he's like, why doesn't the pilot just fucking walk out and just be like, are you fucking, can you fucking believe that shit? Fucking bow down. <laughs> I just got you from fucking New York to LA. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody died. Fucking bow down. I am your God. <clears throat> uh, we need high speed rail instead. Yeah, we need a lot of high speed rail. Um, there. Yeah, so. <sighs> I'd be doing so much more zooming up and down the East Coast. Mm. I mean, flying's so fucking bad for the environment. Hell yeah. Yeah, and, and think about that that type of kind of consumer mobility, too. I mean, you want dollars being, like, uh, you know, popping up all over the place and, and people redistributing that wealth. Um, well, not redistributing the wealth, but moving their dollars from place to place and, and keeping tourism lively and, and uh, you know, making it punchy. Uh, that's a great way to do it. And there's this great podcast called macro and cheese. I know Steve, you and I think have talked about this podcast in the past. Yep. And one of the recent episodes, I uh, forget the lady's name, but she was talking about, you know, just how electric cars aren't going to fucking save the environment. You know I mean? It's such a huge, huge, huge push. And it's definitely a, a massive kind of, uh, you know, part of, one of the liberals like, you know, Ballywicks to their, you know, the entire agenda that they have, the things that they think are going to, you know, save our, save our planet, save our culture, save our society. And absolutely won't. I mean, uh, mass public transit is the thing that would save, would not save the planet, but it is the thing that electric cars are, you know, pretending to achieve. Uh, the only thing they're currently achieving, of course, massive profit margins, but uh, we need fucking mass transit. And I swear to God, dude, every single time that comes up in uh, the millage here in in Oakland County, it gets shot down because people do not want to spend an extra eight dollars a year. And OK, I'll, I'll to be fair. I guarantee you they're not looking at it as like, oh, this is just an, uh, an extra $8 a year, which I, I don't even know what that is uh, daily. It's on principle. On principle alone, they will not accept additional taxes. $8 a year for this uh, this rail line that would have vastly improved the, the lives of commuters in the Detroit area. Uh, but... I guess there were two reasons. One is you don't want to spend the extra money out of principle or you're concerned about $8. And the other is you don't want people that are, you know, from the north coming down to the south and vice versa. There has to be a line drawn and you don't want people crossing eight mile. And literally, I think that was the thing. 
Oh God! So the goddamn yeah, the train still line redlining stops. Fucking neighborhoods. <laughs> yep, they just find different ways to do it. That's a, oh, it's amazing. Garbage. Oh, it's absolutely amazing, and the fact that it's so public is incredible. It's, it's I, that, I, I it's don't that have public. kids, but I still <laughs> vote for every increase for uh, education. Like, if if you're going to raise my property tax for educating children, great, do it. This is the one thing that blows me away. You know, I constantly hear this. I hear this argument from our conservative friends, you know, about raising taxes, whatnot. They, they just, God, boy, you might as well be like, you might as well be fucking literally tearing the limbs off because uh, they just as likely to, to let one of those go as they would fucking in, like sign on to an increase in the millage, you know, even if it's like a 0.001% uh, raising their taxes. But uh, you know, if you have if you have a populace, if you have a public that is duly educated, uh, basically educated, uh, if you have a a public that is, I don't know, a little bit more well rounded, not fucking starving, not fucking uh, constantly, you know, having to steal bread, yada yada yada. You, how do you, uh, how can you fucking argue that? Uh, you know, places like Detroit are dangerous because, uh, you know, those those people, you know, can't, I don't know, handle their lives or whatever the, the conservative arguments are these days. You know, you places like places like Detroit are fucking dangerous because they've been gutted and they have lost all of the social services. And every time there's a goddamn census and people keep leaving, uh, you know, white flight starting in, the, you know, late fifties and accelerating in the sixties and the, in the seventies after, you know, a couple of different, uh, riots, like they completely fucking, that whole city was like deflated. The population was fucking deflated. They lost all of that funding. And then, uh, you know, the Michigan that I grew up in and the one you moved to because you were, you were in a better place. And then you came to Michigan, <laughs> uh, Every time you fucking heard anything about Detroit was like you you know you have to be scared of Detroit it's a sh it's a shithole uh you go you go there for the game and you get the hell out you know and Jesus fucking Christ if people like had just one modicum of fucking interest in their own like literally in their own um like their own property value for instance or even their own like um well-being they would want every other place that they visit to be better. You would want the places around you to be better. It's, it's just it's mind boggling to me. Just the the disconnects, you know, the the amount of fucking, um, just the the way that we're indoctrinated to be to have this like individualized, just pure sense of our own society is insane. I have neighbors. I see them, I hang out with them, I talk to them all the fucking time. But I know people that live in massive subdivisions and never fucking talk to their neighbors. And it's, uh, I don't know, man, it's, it's uh, Probably it's scary, order everything but... online. Oh, it's, real, and it's real getting door easier, easier and fucking easier. Uh, I do not support any of those fucking gig economy companies. They're so fucking evil. They're so fucking evil. Yeah, that's they they're 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 terribly evil. Uh 
I'm not going to lie. I support them from time to time. But as we talked about uh, in a prior episode, when it comes to tipping, uh, I give it all to the driver. I do. I pay as little as possible for the order and I give it all to the driver. <laughs> um, I, but yeah, it's the, it's the fucking devil, you know? Oh, you know, and of course, of course, all those companies, you know, run by, uh, run by like uh, Obama acolytes, uh, people that left the administration, you know, people, <laughs> liberals, basically. Yeah, those companies all run by fucking liberals. Pod save smug guys. Dude, those motherfuckers. Oh, my <laughs> God. The uh, John's, John Saves America. Fabro. My God. Luckily, there's... Luckily, there's no additional update on that, but the the smugness on that <laughs> was absolutely unbelievable. I do you like do you listen to that and like hate listen or never? No, I can't. Oh, okay. I I literally can't. I I listened to it when they first came out. I'll be totally honest here. I listened to it when they first came out, and I think um, I liked it. You know, I, I liked it, but it was. You know, beginning of the Trump era. So, you know, you're kind of just listening or you're looking for like another another agreeable voice or something like that. But uh, as the, you know, discussions about the primary started heating up, it really got fucking nauseating. And I, I literally couldn't hear them talk about fucking Hillary versus uh, Bernie Sanders. You know, just... It was uh, it was sick. Um, so I or maybe this was slightly after after the election and they were doing a lot of a lot of post hoc analysis and uh, what do you call it? Um, postmortem, you know, postmortem analysis sure. on the on the election. And they were talking a lot about Bernie Sanders and they're, you know, they constantly talk about being progressive, yada, yada, yada. And that 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 just reminds me of Nancy Pelosi, like you know, snapping back at that reporter at one point saying like the reporter saying, well, you know, progressives in the Congress, you know, don't want you. And she was like, well, I'm the progressive. It's like, I, I don't, I don't think you understand. And, you know, <laughs> we talked about Overton window last week and that is a perfect example of the Overton window. Just, I don't know if they, they don't know any better. I feel like they do. Uh, I feel like they're just kind of losing grip and they're freaking out a bit. And Cornel West has uh, basically spun them all like a top. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're going to ignore him as much as anyway, possible. Like uh, Roe v. Wade gets overturned in the Dobbs decision, and Nancy Pelosi reads a fucking poem. <laughs> I forgot about that shit. Oh my god! While they were while they were issuing that decision across the street, she was reading a poem. <laughs> on the steps of the Capitol building, I believe. And, oh, my God, I forgot all about that. Oh, we, we need Mike for that clip. But uh, if if there's a chance to drop that clip in here, that fucking poem, it was that. Okay. Yeah, that's the worst. And po Powerless is, it, it says it all, man. Like, uh, I was just reading through. So we were talking about the... 
uh, Supreme Court rulings. And so there were three. There were three bangers <laughs> that came out recently. Uh, first, the student loans, which obviously one of my uh, favorite issues. It literally turned out exactly how I thought it was going to. Uh, so Biden was overruled. Uh, well, the Biden administration's uh, uh, program was deemed unconstitutional based on the fact that it didn't uh, comport with it. It was part of the HEROES Act, and it's no longer an emergency. The HEROES Act was a COVID program, uh, which was designed to uh, meet the you know meet the needs of people during an emergency. Uh, since we're no longer in an emergency, and since the uh, relief, such as it is, ten grand or twenty grand, I mean that wouldn't relieve shit for me, but uh, that would help uh, quite a bit of people. Since the relief is basically in, per in perpetuity and permanent, uh, it doesn't have a kind of time frame, so it can't be bracketed to fit into a an emergency window. Uh, that got that got, uh, you know, shot down by the Supreme Court because obviously it was always going to. Uh, my my thought since the very beginning was that Biden used the HEROES Act instead of using the the uh, Education Department in order to uh, dismiss those loans or, you know, maybe use the authority to literally like just cancel all fucking student loans because it's completely unjust and insane. Uh but he he designed that to fail. So that that's one uh, talking about the ineffectiveness of the fucking liberal leadership and this the the liberal ethos as such as it is, and the fact that none of these people want to fucking fight uh, for anything and don't care about anything. The system is working exactly as planned. Uh, the other one was uh, there are two more the LGBTQ uh, IA plus discrimination so this one is crazy did you so did you read anything about this uh i i'll have to admit like i did hear this i heard some of the details on on the last chapel episode so that they absolutely didn't have standing to even launch the yes case? yeah what the fuck yeah they just picked a random guy and made <laughs> uh they just made up a web page or something like a web page request yes. and then said they weren't going to fulfill his request because he's gay and the guy the guy who is actually in question has told people he's not even gay and he never made such a request <laughs> yes so they literally they created a, an, they created a, a, a real life fucking website. straw man yeah yeah they, they created a potemkin website a website that represents nothing he's connected to nothing in order to uh i guess create the well if you know what Potemkin means, I mean, create the face of a business. It looks like a business, seems to have the buttons to click like a business would, but it's a fucking fake website that was created very recently and used to establish fucking standing. And that shit is uh, fucking unbelievable. So um, the, the ruling there, of course, is to, is to say that... Um, <sighs> conservative court you knew exactly what they were going to do with shit like this but basically if you got a business you can discriminate against whoever the fuck you want um the customers wise like you do not have to again it's the gay cakes you don't have to make a gay cake for anybody if you don't want to i honestly do, don't understand how they're standing at all because it seems like this was a settled issue and i also think there was a hobby lobby case uh basically for the same fucking reason uh, from roughly the same years, like the Bush era years, like right after Roberts uh, joined the court as the chief justice. 
Oh, yeah, there's so, been a couple um, Hobby Lobby ones. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> the the other one was stop. they didn't want to pay for uh, uh, oh, any sort right. of women's health care. That was the Hobby Lobby one I was thinking of. So, yeah, so that's yet another way in which uh, these Well, they these also cases... wanted to discriminate against their customers, but they also <laughs> wanted to not provide reproductive care for their women employees. Yeah, and and it's, that's not even... That doesn't even have to deal with abortion. It literally was about providing health care that allowed... Even contraception, yeah. Contraception, yeah, contraception. Um. Like the even pill. in cases where like the birth control wasn't for the purpose of birth control, is for controlling like endometriosis and other like yes, you know, uterine yes. problems. Yes, and like that's man. Hobby Lobby is evil, um, evil, evil, evil. Uh, the third, the third ruling that happened recently uh, was. I uh, got distracted. What what were we talking about? Um, student loans, LGBTQA. Um, affirmative action. And affirmative action. Yeah. yeah, that's another one. Wow. So, all right. So the affirmative action case is not... So the type of discrimination used in the admissions process uh, can no longer be... It can no longer be categorized as... Or you can no longer use race as an explicit category to approve somebody or to sway your decision. I, I, to be totally honest, I never quite understood how any type of affirmative action, uh, affirmative action, like stipulation of language, would work, other than to kind of explicitly design the type of diverse population you would want in in the college like so it literally if you said your student body needs to be 30 percent black you know 70 percent white whatever that that's the only way i feel like any of those rules would have worked to begin with and i always was a little bit suspicious of them uh totally makes sense that they would get rid of it i think in the end this this is the one that actually concerns me the the least because yeah, they can still discriminate based on race. It just needs to be part of an individual's, let's say, entry essay, you know, your admissions essay. You talk about how race is a big factor in your life. You don't get extra points for just being black, for instance. But if you talk about how, uh, you know, being black is part of your experience and how that experience has molded you and made you a better applicant for, you know, entering Harvard, then uh, they can still discriminate on race. It's just now it's not going to be, you know, so explicit. So, I mean, that's my understanding of it. I mean, do you have a different understanding of that? That ruling um, is I feel like the same thing is going to continue to happen. They'll still be able to admit people based on race. But if you're an applicant and you don't mention it, then you're not going to reap the reward for sure, having a a, being part of a different. But I also think it's a, it's a, it's a real setup for like, I mean, to, to get these affirmative action cases, there, there's been more in the past as well. They, they would, uh, you know, go around and uh, literally like 
uh, try to find students that had their applications rejected. Like they they had like a fucking team of people like who who wanted to strike down affirmative action looking for test cases. And then uh, they would you know prop them up and say, oh the, this this person was wrong, blah blah blah. And I think now that's going to happen a fuck of a lot more because without affirmative action, if a college does discriminate and like another fucking rich white kid doesn't get in, then they're going to be like right back at the steps of the Supreme Court suing the college for discriminating against them. So I think yeah. it's I think it's a setup for a lot more of these stupid fucking cases. Dude, it is a it's a legal Ouroboros. <laughs> I mean, it it literally is is just going to be this whole thing fucking eating itself alive and a snake eating its own sharp butt. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And so the reason I brought those up is because, you know, there is, gosh, just the fucking title of this New York times story just cracks me up. But we were talking about like, uh, just liberal powerlessness, you know, in the, in the face of all this, you know, the, well, yeah, here's, here's one thing I want to bring up real quick is, uh, Liberal powerlessness. There, there is a power that exists. There is a judicial oversight committee in the Senate, and there is a Democrat on the judicial oversight committee with fucking subpoena power. And among all the fucking corruption that's been exposed from the fucking MAGA justices, uh, all he's done the same way Nancy Pelosi read a poem. He he wrote a letter to John Roberts that was like, "This has to stop." You have powers beyond writing a letter to the Chief Justice. Uh, Fucking Dick Durbin. Uh, Yes. Yes. I don't don't understand it. That's it. No, it's it's posturing, you know, and you you always hear the term virtue signaling from people on the right. It it seems to be like one of the few concepts. Sorry, I don't want to say it this way, but it seems one of the few concepts that, you know, they they seem to grasp pretty well because they, they like to like weaponize that as much as possible but it is absolutely just about you know making like writing a good letter to the manager that's all it is all it is yeah. it's 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 the people on the airline uh on the airline saying uh dear mr horning uh you are the pilot of this 747 and i have had a very unpleasant time sitting in coach seat e17 well, he would uh, stoop to fly a, a Boeing. He's an Airbus guy. <laughs> I don't even know the difference. If you'd have told me a Boeing <laughs> was an Airbus, I would have totally uh, just assumed that was correct. <laughs> oh, man. So this this uh, New York Times article is called In a Scorching... Oh, my God. In a Scorching Descent, Sotomayor says the devastating impact of this decision cannot be overstated. Okay. All right. The court has been expanded multiple times. It's been threatened multiple times. Uh, FDR fucking scared the ever-loving shit out of the court uh, when he threatened to fucking expand it. Uh, and it's they fucking kept it at nine justices, but he was going to push it to 12. And this can actually fairly easily be done expanding the court can be pretty easily done the other thing is the court's rulings are not enforceable by law (laughs) they have to be enforced they are consults uh it is guidance it is not absolute 
they don't run the fucking country. Sorry, Steve, go ahead. <laughs> it's, it's... Yeah, uh, first of all, the rulings are against like 80% of what uh, the population that they're supposed oh my to God. serve. And want. it's going to, that, that percentage is going to just continue to fucking like grow disproportionate in the next five years. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Uh, but the other thing is, is I, 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 def- I don't think they uh, want to have the court lose its legitimacy because it already pretty much has. Like, no, no one sees these people then, like, other than the fucking frauds that they are. And mm-hmm. I've, I've said it many times, but uh, the law is intentionally esoteric so that, uh, you know, rich people who can, can take advantage of it can take advantage of it. And it's intentionally uh, unscientific in, in its approach. It's a, the exact opposite of the scientific method. So you bring a case, you have a desired outcome, and you just cite precedent in, uh, in favor of your desired outcome. Sometimes you can leave a bunch of the shit out that the uh, previous judge said, like would, uh, in one of Clarence Thomas's most recent decisions where he quoted some fucking... Uh, I don't know, it must have been like a 60-year-old case, and he he omitted all the parts that were uh, counter to his argument and then just <laughs> left in the parts that sounded like they supported him. And, that, I mean, attorneys do this all the time. That's what the system's based on. It's based on fucking precedent. Mm-hmm. But the, the big opportunity here is for, like, okay, if they want to keep overturning this shit, then, like, you know, vote in a Congress that will fucking put women's reproductive rights into law. And then it's fucking part of the Constitution. Like, amend the goddamn Constitution so that this can't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the biggest gripes with with the uh, entire set of liberals that are, you know, currently in Congress that act like, or especially like Nancy Pelosi, who is, uh, you know, really uh, performing her... Performing her emotions uh, about the Roe v. Wade decision, but you know, hey, listen, when Obama was elected, and there was uh, actually did in in one one time in like the Democrats' like recent history, I guess over the last like fucking seventy years, had a real mandate, and they could have easily codified that in the uh, in the Constitution and made it an untouchable um, an untouchable right. And I think I think that's Part of some of the confusion too. some people are talking about how the right to abortion has been, you know, removed or struck down. And it was never really a right enshrined in the Constitution. It was a um, it was a case. It was case law that was leading. uh, What do they call it? It was leading precedent. And that always made it vulnerable. That always made it vulnerable to be struck down because it's it's precedent. So if it was a decision at one point, there can be a decision at another point to reverse it. And it's fairly in like the conservatives have basically waited around forever for this particular outcome. And Democrats had multiple. Well, they've been waited. They've been working for this. Well, I mean, working for it. Yes, yeah, working yeah. for it. Yes. Stacking the yes. fucking courts, stacking like, the all courts. the way down to the fucking you know county yep. level. Yeah, and so now when we talk about the Supreme Court, you know, we're talking about a unelected body, uh, three three justices, three Supreme Court justices nominated by a party that hasn't won the popular vote in what fucking 40 years but they haven't won it in this century i don't think republicans have won the popular vote once in this century 
and they have Alito, Roberts, uh, Gorsuch, uh, what's her face, and uh, <laughs> Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah, Amy Coney Barrett, and uh, Clarence Thomas. The other one? And and Kavanaugh. No, Thomas was before that. Oh, okay. but, but shit, that's that's fucking five justices. Five justices nominated under presidents that have not won the popular And at least vote. two of them guilty of sexual assault that was brought up in their confirmation hearings and just fucking ignored <laughs> somehow. And, and two of them who have taken massive, uh, massive fucking uh, gifts from billionaires. Alito and and uh, Thomas, the ones on, yep. for Alito are also hilarious. I haven't like I haven't done enough research on the Alito accusations, but the Thomas ones are just they're so funny. Oh my god! It, I mean, if it wasn't so disappointing, <laughs> if it wasn't just such a fucking dystopic uh, world that we live in, uh, I guess uh, laughter is the only way to deal with it. That's that's what I'm dealing with. Oh, hold on one second. Uh oh, drop my tea. Can't what happened here? Tea. Can't drop tea on the keyboard. Oh, whoops! I can no, drop that's... tea on mine because it's fucking waterproof. I don't know if this is waterproof or not. I'm gonna. No, I've got like a mechanical keyboard, but it's got a membrane over everything, so you can just dunk it. I have to dunk this in some rice. <laughs> What's the matter, baby? Can't have tea. <laughs> I don't really know what to do with this. Is that a problem? Hot water burn computer. Make sure nothing weird happens. Okay. Yeah, I realize <laughs> I, I probably wasn't even near the microphone during all that. Sorry. Uh, sorry, oh, everyone. Uh, maybe, maybe Michael can uh, clip some of that out. That would be great. That's at the 41-minute mark if he's going to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll t we'll text him. We'll we'll see how this goes. Maybe he'll just leave this in and make me sound like a fucking idiot and be like, "See, sure told you, told you, you guys can't have a real episode without me, dude." <sighs> He's he a real character. On, he did this on purpose. He is a real character. Tell you what, <laughs> Michael, Michael Are you sabotage Bovier. your computer. <laughs> sabotage your fucking Yeti Rambler. I mean, he can sabotage me in many, many other ways. Uh, I often know how to sabotage myself. So, I often describe the show even... to other people as uh, Govier tries to trigger Luke, and I just hang out. <laughs> oh my god! Do you? So, uh, it was uh, it was my contention with him a while back. Yeah, I think he and I had some kind of argument or disagreement or something. And I was like, after after Liberty after Liberty passed, I was like, I'm the new Liberty, because <laughs> he just, oh my God, he would just get under his fucking skin so bad. He would just trigger Liberty so bad, he would be punching the roof of his car, <laughs> screaming and yelling, Govier. So, back outside with the crickets. Yeah, I love uh, the crickets. <laughs> I love the crickets. Yeah, yeah the, the more someone resists that, like the more like Govia wants to do it. It's just a, it's a. I mean, I think that's the case. Real with, cycle. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's that's the other Ouroboros right there. I mean, it's it, it can. Yeah, you, you, it's a cycle you can't get out of for sure. But, uh, back back into other cycles. So. This uh, so okay so we're we're in a 
we're in a country that is under minoritarian rule, and that minoritarian rule is is the rule of uh, nine unelected uh, nine unelected people who have lifetime appointments and cannot. I guess they can be impeached, but what is likely of anything like that happening? Uh, these these last three rulings have been. I mean. They're not so particularly pointed and devastating in their immediate impacts uh, in the same way that the Roe v. Wade decision was. Tell that to someone with an unwanted pregnancy or a dangerous pregnancy. Yes. Yeah. What I was about to say is, I mean, they are doing, if you look at the way these courts have worked uh, as Steve, as you were talking about, I mean, they've been working at this for fuck. It was it was the entire like fucking Coke project and, you know, the American Enterprise Institute and, you know, God knows how many other, uh, you know, conservative groups that were constantly just pushing, lobbying and getting justices at, or judges, not not just justices, but, you know, judges at lower courts and creating a bulwark against uh, progress just in and of itself and all of these cases are going to start the precedent is going to become very very fucking important and so right now there might be that precedent but what you're going to see is you're going to see some states uh fight back by trying to not implement uh based on the 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 court might rule in one way so but the state can decide to a governor can decide, for instance, to not follow the court's ruling. Uh, what's happened in, you know, Brown v. Board of Edu- Education is when they refuse to uh, refuse to abide by the court's ruling, uh, they had to send in the fucking National Guard in order to make sure that that was uh, they they actually abided by that ruling. Uh, so I think what they are going to continue to do is stir up. Uh, they're going to continuously stir up uh, different. Uh, stir up is probably not the right. That's probably not the right um, phrase. But they're going to continue to like release these rulings. Uh, these these are fairly broad. They're fairly broad, and what is going to happen is they they don't have the contours yet of a perfectly defined uh, perfectly defined precedent. Like there is no true guidance here. Um, they're broad. So what is going to happen is states, particularly, um, you know, Republican states uh, with Republican governors are going to implement um, based on their reading of the ruling. And then it is going to create additional cases. And so these different additional cases that are going to crop up are going to reinforce the precedent or they're going to successfully challenge this precedent and then uh that will have to be addressed by the supreme court which is conservative which <laughs> issued the original precedent and is going to strike it down so they have created the most important fucking uh like the most important like bulwark against progress in, in my opinion i i see them as I still see them as an unappointed body that doesn't actually have any real authority to do the things that they say are constitutional and constitutional. They're clearly not fucking apolitical. Uh, the entire the entirety of their legitimacy does rest on the fact that they are an apolitical body that is a 
that is the heart of their legitimacy. It comes from the fact that they are supposed to be apolitical, even though they are nominated by politicians, which is just fucking hilarious. Uh, so they've always been they've always been a political body, and they've always uh, the, done the work of elites. And the the few crumbs that they've tossed you over the years are not fucking good enough, and they never have been. And I just think the only way to to move forward is to either completely disband the court uh, altogether, or there is nothing saying that a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court means you have to be on that court specifically. You could literally be moved from court to court to court. So if you have a lifetime appointment, great. All right, you're a lifetime appointed judge. You get to be on the Supreme Court for a little while. Uh, we'll give you two years, and then we'll move you over to New York, where you can go on the appellate court there. Then you can go to the Court of Appeals in uh, Oklahoma, and we'll just keep moving you around. They can literally do that. That is like uh, constitutionally, it, there is nothing that says in the Constitution that a lifetime appointment means that you need to be on literally the Supreme Court. All right, that's kind of that. That's I guess that's the end of my <laughs> Supreme Court rant. <laughs> <laughs> it's just things that have been building up in my fucking head, like the corpuscles in my brain for a while. Oh yeah, just like thinking of the Federalist Society gets gets me going. Mm-hmm. So fucking yeah. pissed. I mean, if Mike was here, that that whole that whole diatribe would have been broken up eight or nine times with. Wow, uh, dude. <laughs> that's putting that's it putting it mildly. <laughs> oh man. Steve, you, you mentioned, <laughs> is there anything else you want to say on the, the Supreme Court stuff? Uh, I know that I, I know that I, I rant and ramble. You're quite familiar with that. The, uh, uh, I mean, we're, we're still or, stuck in a fucking Citizens United world that, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they did do the right thing with, uh, uh, the, the, the the gerrymandering of districts like they like some of, some of these cases have been sent back to lower courts but uh yeah just citizens united is such a detriment to society even like just the the supreme court ruling earlier on like uh on the 14th amendment that gave corporations fucking personhood is crazy yeah so like i think delaware has more llc's than they have people and uh so there that are, means they LLCs are more people than their people. <laughs> exactly. So there's a there's a town in Delaware, uh, well, multiple towns in Delaware, uh, Fenwick Island, Henlopen Acres, Dagsboro. They allow corporations to vote, and according to Common Cause, in 2019, a single property manager who controlled multiple LLCs voted 31 times in a Newark, Delaware t- town referendum, and I'm sure I, he had his fucking tenants interests at heart hold, hold the fuck on uh i thought I, I can't believe i did not know this but is that is that unique to delaware that they can actually vote i thought that was the the line that like separated like they were determined to be people but couldn't vote so that, that's, these certain what, municipalities, that's what makes you a citizen holy Jesus and uh, Seaford, Delaware is the next town that's about to join the other towns that already allow Jesus it. Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, is that what fucking people want? <laughs> one guy gets to vote 31 times? 
I mean, they're already influencing elections with all that fucking money because of Citizens United. Now they just get to influence elections by voting as many fucking times as they want. I mean, you can open um, up as many fucking LLCs as you want. Good God. Yeah, yeah. So if you can, is that the... Jesus Christ. Is there, is there another way to hack hack these elections by just literally opening up i don't know if you're got if you're a billion dollar company why not uh open up a million llc's if you do it all on one in one fell swoop and i don't know it's more or less a question of what attorney you've got and what they're going to charge you i guess you could do it pretty fucking cheap well, in a lot of cases the it's the attorneys that have the llc's right that Usually, uh, inside counsel or you know, counsel in general is is going to be the well, they'd be the head that it rolled if there was any you know if there was ever any fucking suit to you know challenge their authority or or uh, break up the you know break up the entity such as it was. But they literally can they could have a thousand fucking LLCs under their under their name and it wouldn't matter. That's. <clears throat> So, you know, to your question, I mean, is this what the people want? I mean, it is clearly not what the people want. Uh, but is there anything in our political system? Are there any parties, entities in our political system that actually fucking stop that from happening? Or, or you know, literally fight for what? people literally want i mean we have we have a congress that is made up what is it uh 98 percent of congress are millionaires uh that's not representative of our country <laughs> it's not even and if close they weren't before they go in they will be by the time they get up yeah if they play their hand right which means that they are literally fucking taking money from lobbyists so or become uh, lobbyists once they leave yep yeah revolving and, door yeah, it's the power elite. You know, the power elite is, it's often like uh, people kind of confuse what the power elite really is. But the power elite is a, it's a triumvirate of the economic elite, the political elite, and the military elite. And once you leave Congress, uh, who do you think is going to hire you? It's either going to be fucking MSNBC or I guess if you leave Congress, you go into MSNBC. So that is being part what? of the... Political elite, not if you want money. Economically, <laughs> you leave Congress, you're going to fucking Halliburton or fucking McDonnell Douglas or yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. That that was like the linkage right there. I I was spacing out on yeah. Go to Halliburton, fucking go to Halliburton. They use your connections in the government to grease those wheels, baby, and you will be uh yeah, you'll be rewarded handsomely, and uh yeah, I know you grew up. Go on a Wall Street these... speaking tour and charge two hundred fifty thousand dollars to talk to a bunch of fucking bankers. That's a classic. Uh, that that's the real classic right there. If you can if you can manage to do that, and you know I don't begrudge certain people. I just I can't stand the um, I can't stand the fucking double speak. That's the thing that usually drives me out of my fucking mind. Or, hey, you could be a former president and get, like, a Netflix deal. Dude, okay, so that was the, <laughs> that was literally the other, 
The other one I I really wanted to talk about was the show. Did you was suffer working. through any of those episodes? Fuck no, I couldn't. <laughs> I just couldn't fucking do it. I really wanted. How about you? Did you watch any of it? No. Uh, okay. Okay. No. Good. Just the fact that uh, it divided the episodes into like three strata and gave like CEOs like their their own episode. Like, hey, we're we're all the same. <laughs> Barack Obama. We all we all want the best for society. Um, (laughs) What is just the balls on this motherfucker? Holy shit! Yeah, all I had to do was hear like you know the the basic premise of the show, and I was just like, I don't know. I was more disappointed. I was I was super excited for him as a uh, candidate. I remember voting for him when I was at uh, Purdue. Yeah, yeah, same uh, here. In the in the primary and being super excited, they won. I kept picturing like uh, in my kindergarten classroom, there were like uh, uh, almost like a uh, what do you call those wallpaper ribbons that go around the top of a? Um, well, if they're all uh, black and brown kids, it's called Murderers Row. But if it's uh, white kids, it's uh, called the the Row of Destiny. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, this was a row of <laughs> Just kidding. presidents. It's, it's all, it's presidents. It's the banner. It's like the banner that goes around the classroom. And sometimes it's like, well, it's I was significant picturing... people, you know, it's significant people across the, the room. You know, sometimes it's like Pocahontas and Andrew Jackson are next to each other. No, in this case, it was the presidents in order. So you're supposed to like memorize the, the order of presidents. And I kept picturing mm-hmm. at the end of that line, uh, you know, Obama, who looked nothing like all the rest of them, and all the rest of them looked the same, except except some of them wore like powdered wigs. Man, and I well, was they, uh, I they... was super stoked, <laughs> and I just you know I was so so much more impressionable back then that I like I I don't even remember what his uh, promises were like even if he made campaign promises or if he really did campaign on uh, hope and change and like that was it... enough for me at that point like. Yeah, it was, dude. We had just. It is this. This has been bothering me a lot uh, lately because I I've been interrogating um, my own. Just not just my like voting behavior, but like what the like where was I? Where was I like politically and mentally at the time? And like all of my politics were extremely like left, like way left of that, like way the fuck left of that, but. Because basically, I've I was radicalized fairly fairly early on, and you know I've I've more or less been a Marxist uh, since about two thousand three or five or something like that, and that that election uh, with Obama, I I think what bothers me the most is how enthusiastic I was voting for him, uh, and it makes me realize that I was almost bracketing out my my actual like my actual politics my real beliefs kind of bracketing them out and like pushing them to the side as if they didn't matter because there was a kind of on its face belief that you know a prima facie type uh, assumption that I had that this the election matters the horse race matters this is politics and the stuff that i know is politics 
isn't real. That none of that's going to materialize, and so we just put that into, we just put that to the side. And I feel disappointed from time to time, but then I I look back and it's like, no, no, we we literally just came out of the Iraq War, not out of it. Uh, we just came out of the administration that we all knew was in there uh, illegally, even though it was the Supreme Court of the of Florida that uh, anointed a fucking cowboy conservative, uh, and he was doing nothing. Oh, he in his wasn't a cowboy. Until, like, he's know, oil money all the way. Uh, yeah, he's uh, Zapata oil man. That's <laughs> he's right. straight up Zapata oil, and. Yeah, he five, three, four, five years of that. I mean, the uh, dude, it's hard to remember sometimes uh, the what it was like in fucking two thousand, like April two thousand three. You know, we we literally would sit there and talk to each other like we just fucking invaded Iraq. Like, are you fucking crazy? Like, it's happening right now, and they. They aired it. They aired it. Do you remember the the green, the uh, night vision, and the fucking bombs just blowing up in the distance? And yep, and Brian Williams saying how beautiful it was. Yes. Oh, Piece my God. Oh, my God. I forgot about that, but I remember that fucking quote. Unbelievable, man! This is the fucking savagery that that came after that came after nine eleven. I mean, it's it's always been inherent in the the ethos of the uh, the United States, but like the just the militarism, the jingoism in general, the the need to start wars, the the requirement of or, or like I would say the not necessarily the requirement, but the the benefit of being in war all of the time to both political parties in our in our country uh but at that time we were absolutely resolutely against the right i mean we saw the republicans as a it was a clear line between the two and because it was so horrifying to us and it was happening during our maturity, like, you know, in a mature part of our lives, uh, we literally fucking uh, revolted against it. And so any not just not just anything would have been better, but Barack Obama comes in uh, definitely smooth talking. He got me. He could have talked me into bed at the time. I probably would have gone with him. But he was good. He was smooth. I I heard him speak at the you know the Democratic uh, convention, and I remember thinking that guy should be president. And uh, let me be clear, I am uh, trying to fuck you, Luke. <laughs> Will you come to bed with me? Uh, Watch me shoot this three pointer. Uh, those uh, shorts you got on, they are pretty tight. And uh, not gonna mess around here. I'm pretty hard, so uh, I'm gonna need I'd you to probably. drop trowel. Show me what you're working with. <laughs> I'm gonna need to you to um, 
Uh, drop it and reverse it. Can you reverse it? Yep. Yeah, I mean that. I think, I think everybody coming out of, I think everybody our age and I'll, I'll whatever. We're like forty, so you know the us going through that, going through that experience at that moment. I felt like uh, made us more, more likely to, more likely to be supportive of uh, Barack Obama, even knowing, even knowing, like in our heart of hearts that. You know, we're dealing with a machine politician, and he was never really any different than that. However, he was, you know, again, so much better than the alternative, and this is how you end up with a with a Biden as a president as well. So, you know, it's going to be it's going to be complicated as we go forward because I do truly think that, given the the state of mainstream media given the the sources that are out there it's very very difficult for any average person to basically look at the state of play and understand that the two sides are not right and wrong good or bad these are it's not a it's isn't a cop movie you know this isn't cops and killers this is killers and you're picking the killer that you want and that is fucking horrifying. Because I don't see any goddamn solution other than voting third party, letting uh, one killer fucking kill the other, and then, you know, what'll be most satisfying yet disappointing, so there will be lack of schadenfreude at the moment, or at that time, is when somebody like Cornel West, should he and if he runs to the end, if he runs to the end, he will spoil uh, Joe Biden's uh, Joe Biden's case. It's, it's not a spoil. It's not a spoil. Biden needs to fucking earn the votes. No votes are fucking accounted for. You don't just you don't just owe them to anybody. So Biden will lose. I will say this: Biden will lose if he sticks into the end. If Cornell West sticks into the end, Biden will lose. And uh, you know, then you end up with Trump or DeSantis. I don't think that's. The uh, I don't think that's the end of the world. I also think that that there needs to be an absolute come to fucking Jesus moment for the Democratic Party, where I think somebody needs to understand that they have no solutions to any of the problems of this society. They have I think none. Education is key. They're they're not doing anything on the messaging front like the Republicans are. Republicans have everyone playing culture wars, and all the Democrats have to do is say, hey, remember when Trump said he did tax cuts? He actually raised your taxes if you're an average fucking citizen in the United States, a working person. Yeah. He cut taxes for billionaires. That was it. It was the same <laughs> fucking trickle-down bullshit that's been fed to us since fucking Thatcher. Mm. I, I really... I'd love to talk about like the our indoctrination at some point, just how insanely pervasive it is and how absolutely consistent because we all have been indoctrinated in the same way. It is fucking mind boggling. The number what's, of what's times mind boggling is the number of people that believe it and believe it as sort of like a average Joe common sense type of deal. Like I get into yes, these conversations that, at bars all the time and like, Someone's like, oh, f fucking communism. It's, 
Like they just have an automated response to the word. And I'm like, well, let's not call it that. What if we call it something yeah. else it's, that doesn't fucking scare you because your boomer parents had to hide under desks and do fucking atomic bomb drills? <laughs> like, that, the fucking epigenetic terror is still at their very fucking hearts, and so they feel like they have to arm themselves. Like, if, if the government wanted you dead tomorrow, you would be dead tomorrow. Like, they have fucking infrared vision. They can, they can find where you fucking are. Oh, I'm off the grid. Yeah, you're not. There's there's a satellite over your house right fucking now. Like, I don't know why these idiots, yeah. like, uh, you know, fucking Proud Boys, Oath Keepers, Michigan Militia, like, how how they think they would take on the might of, like, the most funded military force of all time. Like, they, they have more money, more, like, more capacity. They could just take you out with a drone strike. Like, it would just be one guy in fucking Nevada with a joystick. <laughs> they say, go kill that guy. He goes and kills that guy. That's it. Done. <laughs> kill that guy. Who's next? I, yeah. I kill people. Yeah, it's just fucking video games. But, and not to mention, the like, in the case of the Michigan, not just the Michigan militia, but, like, the the plot to kidnap Gretchen Whitmore. It's like, oh, yeah. The FBI, the FBI is, like, a good percentage of the people involved in that scheme were FBI. Uh, that actually was the the nucleus of that plan. Uh, that actually happened right down the street from my parents' house. By the way, oh wow, um, was that it was that trailer park? And I don't I don't know if trailer park is an insensitive term or not, but it was trailer park right at the end of <laughs> end of Tipsico and fifty nine. Uh, it was right there apparently that they all convened and the FBI I'm guessing were also part of that because they were part of the whole scheme and uh, they're usually involved in anything having to do with I don't know local terrorism pretty much always the FBI was it was their plan again I can't remember it's like the plan was some crazy bad shit like <laughs> Like kidnap her and put her on a boat and then like try to like try to escape across <laughs> to Wisconsin and then like charge a ransom or something I or can't I can't remember because it's just so harebrained. I it was so harebrained. I didn't I I followed none of it after that. I was like, oh, they're trying to kidnap the governor. That's insane. That's totally fucking insane. This bananas. Uh, that was the last I remember of it. That was it. Yeah, I don't. Uh, All right. This this obsession <laughs> with fucking guns and trans people and like it's just what they're not fucking bothering you. You're not going to a drag show if you don't want to. If like that, yeah. I mean, there's there's plenty of memes like that floating around too. Like, uh, yeah, here are the the men in dresses that you should be worried about, and it's all like fucking Catholic priests and bishops and shit. Okay, that's all right. That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. Uh, but you you know um, you have more religious uh, religious background than I do. Not that you were religious, but like uh, it Never was, was forced upon you. And until I became large enough for it not to be forced upon me. Yeah. Then I was just oh like, yeah, try to, thank try God to for move me, buddy. <laughs> thank, God, thank God for your fucking genetics. Uh, yeah. really, so, somehow really my parents were... Yeah. Somehow my 
both parents were 5'9", and I ended up 6'3", and already bigger than them when I was 12, so uh, that's when yeah. I stopped getting corporal punishment. <laughs> uh, you were uh, you were an immovable, uh, immovable character on the basketball court. I do remember that. Uh, <laughs> got to plant your feet. Got to stick out your ass, Barkley style. Box out. <laughs> and an intimidating pitcher on the mounds. Uh, that's that's not height we're used to. Um, that fucking that ball must have been coming down from like eight and a half feet, nine feet, maybe. I don't know. It felt it felt like it was coming down from from the sky. Uh, you gotta get you gotta get full extension. Try to catch a bender on that one. That's impossible. Uh, what was I trying to get at? Holy crap! Uh, <laughs> oh, conser- like the the conservative uh, complaint in general. Uh, I just somebody was saying that uh, you know the uh, like conservatives whatever they whatever they get like even even when they even when they get what they want they're still unhappy. Uh, completely understand that, uh, but they. Their entire the entire program uh, of the conservative the conservative ideology, which it's just it, it's such a fundamental hypocrisy and a fundamental paradox that sometimes it blows me away that people like, you know, being pro-life, well, but, you know, pro-death penalty, you know, shit like that. Yeah, it does the come fundamental back to shit. cognitive dissonance. Like if you're already set up for that, where you realize like they're like. Uh, it's yeah. You know, my my mother went so far down the uh, Catholic rabbit hole that she became a novitiate to become a nun. She got the marriage annulled that produced five kids over twenty two years, and somehow the Catholic Church annulled it and then let her become a novitiate. And like the the reason she's so into that is because the only way to maintain the delusion is to go farther into the delusion. So. You go from uh, just holding a cognitive dissonance in your head that, like, hey, some of, some of these uh, <laughs> Bible stories are contradictory, and I have had, you know, multiple people that I respect in the clergy uh, contradict me as well, or contradict the stories, or, like, they contradict each other. So to hold all these thoughts in your head at the same time and try to make them work, like, people end up looking for uh, the the closest thing to what they already kind of believe and then just live in that fucking silo. And yeah, yeah, I'm, and I'm not immune. Like, like I said, I, I got on board the Obama hype train. Sure. It, it's okay. <laughs> All right. It, like, it, it's a big part of, but like, you know, yeah. you take a step back and give yourself a chance to realize what's happening. And hell yes. Like, oh yeah. It's, uh, it's, this just a rebranding a, a different kind of the same type of oppression right and that is that that i think is is probably one of like the the biggest distinctions that need to be made just in general is that the the oppression the opprobrium is coming at you from uh both sides but it's both sides of a political elite so it's coming top down always top down but the conservative Here's the thing that always blew me about the kind of like conservative ideology, the ethos in general, is that that it is amazing to me the inherent the inherent hypocrisy and wanting or saying at least you're for individual liberty and freedom, yet 
everything that you seem to fucking care about is is quite literally about denying the freedoms of other people. It's just it right. That right there is like to it just it drives me nuts because I can't even really I feel like I've I've had trouble communicating that to other people or at least convincing anybody of that point of view but it's such a fucking inherent absolute perfect hypocrisy uh you're about freedom and you are denying the freedom of others every big issue that you have you're denying freedom to others that's right that's your whole fucking program it is talk about the fucking real ouroboros that's it it's just the contradiction it's like the opposites just cycling back and sucking in the the matter of the other one it's terrible i i can't fucking deal man it's you i i know i i just i i just teed off something for you that you could probably talk about for seven hours (laughs) easily (laughs) i mean it's it's simple on its face, like what, what's wrong, and it's it, it's insane to me that people can't see it. Like, uh, my, like you said, simple on its face, amazing. My, my it's not simple on its face is, to everyone else. What it should be. My my biggest gripe yeah. recently has been, um, you know, all the people with the the fucking crazy ass conspiracy theories, like you know, QAnon and all this shit. And, uh, like, they're so fucking brazen now that they're not even trying to hide the conspiracy that is to take the fruits of your labor and grow it into their wealth and keep you fucking down and keep Mm -hmm. you decisionless. And uh, if you think you're free because you have a fucking 401k and a job you have to go to, otherwise, like, your kids will starve, like, fuck that. You're, You're not free. There should, there should be already, like, just, you know, a basic support system. This is the richest country that's ever existed. We can afford it. Instead, we're, you know, hoarding wealth and then hoarding weapons. And yeah. and increasingly, yeah. uh, more economic weapons. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like the, the, the CHIPS Act, other, uh, other trade oh, embargoes yeah. with uh, China... Like, with with the idea being that uh, ostensibly it's supposed to be to like you know keep the uh, very best microchips in the world outside of uh, China, but the uh, Chips Act had something like three hundred billion in funding, and only thirty billion of it has gone out, and that was literally like a corporate giveaway. Like we haven't done enough of those with Silicon Valley Bank and fucking TARP and <laughs> everything else. So like, yeah, uh, bank goes bankrupt, and we we need me to uh, make the investors whole. Sure, let's yeah, let's, let's get that money on there. Yep. Yeah. And then the Chips Act was supposed to fund a bunch of uh, innovative research, and none of the research has been found uh, has been funded yet. But that's putting it mildly. <laughs> the, the, the $30 billion they set aside as a corporate fucking subsidy for uh, building chips in the United States with notorious fucking union buster Intel. Uh, yep. They, they got their money. But like 
they're they're supposedly going to build factories in the United States now instead of uh, you know Taiwan, and uh, they're <laughs> like you don't you don't need to look any further than Foxconn to remember that like oh yeah. What, oh, yeah. Like, how many billions did Wisconsin spend trying to bring them there? And they're just like, eh, you know what? It's still cheaper in China, motherfucker. I, I forget, but that was that was like, um, I remember that being embarrassing. It was very embarrassing. But yeah, All the, uh, the, the ads, so the many... ads, the like, come come here, like those ads, right? They were doing the, weren't they doing like commercials saying like, Come, oh like, yeah, come come business. to the new tech center oh, of the United god. States. Oh my god, it's so embarrassing. Uh, well, at least they 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 flipped the court there, so now there's some fun uh, court rulings come out of the Wisconsin courts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, man, you know, <laughs> this is just. I I don't know what um, people kind of expect from from the kind of system that we actually do have. I mean, it is the system that we do have is is operating obviously the way it's supposed to fucking operate to serve the interests um, of capital. Yeah, because those are the things that you know we we have an economy based on fucking currency like there's currency in like that's what you need that's what you need to live a comfortable life it just can it it does it does kind of blow me away to have to have friends people that i know people that i love and people that have like they've they've taken me in at times or you know we've we've uh we've had sleepovers and it's been amazing and to have that and then to to know that they also are like no 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 you <laughs> listen <laughs> listen dude if you don't have a house you are that was your fuck that's your fault that's your fault i i don't understand i don't know what to do for you uh I'm yeah it's help. my fault I, that I the, yeah. the hedge fan hedge fund managers are buying up all the fucking real estate in the city i live in so and then jacking up the rents by like fucking 50 percent as soon as they buy it because they oh can just God. sit on it if no one rents and eventually there's going to be someone who needs to complete a residency at uh Medical University of South Carolina, and they're going to pay $2,500 a month for a fucking 650-square-foot efficiency. Dude, uh, uh, Sabby Sabs. Do you listen to Sabby Sabs, or just did you, you just catch... Me. Oh, just what I sent you, yeah. Okay, so Sabby Sabs is amazing. Uh, she's great. She just like, she's just a muckraker, you know? She's just like digging around. She's a YouTube muckraker, and, uh, and I love her. I have and stone vibes. What's that? IF Stone vibes? Yo, oh yes. Yeah. Uh, Studs Turkel. <laughs> she's gives me Studs Turkel vibes. Uh, and when my baby um is like foaming at the mouth, she always does it. She suds up. I call her Studs Turkel. <laughs> so I'm hoping to like get that into her head. I keep calling her Studs Turkel and Kristen's like, Who what's that? Um <laughs> Uh, That's no, what happens no. uh, to my body so bad. Sometimes I can't sit down. 
Oh, I got a real Suds Terkel situation. Okay, Suds Terkel. But don't worry, it's going to benefit everybody. This, it's, everybody's going to, everyone's going to benefit from this. Everyone's going to yeah. learn something. <laughs> I, I, uh, man, I think it's, I'm so glad you brought that up. And it is. It does continue to blow me away that we're we are, you know, still dealing with this. But you know, I I want to talk about like the Supreme Court decisions this week because that was fucking crazy to me that there were three of them packaged the way they were, and they're all the most hateful shit. And it's just okay. I get criticized all the time for like going too hard against liberals, but I. And I'm and and dunking too hard on fucking conservatives. Well, nobody said I dunk too hard, but I'm saying that I'm dunking hard on fucking. Uh, I dunk hard on liberals. Uh, I don't say enough about conservatives. The Throw it down, thing big man. is, the thing is, this conservative court is absolutely fucking disgusting. Uh, but liberals have had every fucking opportunity to stop it. They are the adults in the room, people. And if you think that they're there to actually stop any of this shit, uh, think again. Because, listen, all of these fucking bad, uh, terrible decisions, all of this precedent that is now, like, being... Uh, well, think, think about you know, the pipeline that gets down the like fucking Plinko in our culture <laughs> is going to give them a chance to win in their elections. That is what it's for. It is allowing them to win in elections. They need to be able to say, well, if you don't want Roe v. Wade overturned, yada, yada, yada. But even after it's been overturned. Oh yeah, are you talking about the uh, the midterm elections where Democrats any, actually fared any, okay? Any upcoming election, all supreme the Supreme Court is the uh, is the like uh, the life. What do you call it? Uh, I wanted to call it the Rumspringa, but that's not what it is. But it is the <laughs> it's the what it's the wellspring. It's there the wellspring go. of. It's the wellspring of the like the fucking. You got, you got Amish partying on the mind. Yeah, you got a little bit of that on the mind. But it's the wellspring of the the literal like the last little bit of of I don't know viability the the liberal party has, uh, the Democratic Party has as a good part of the Democratic Party machine. Like that is the one thing they can hang their hat on. The Supreme Court gives them a chance to complain with the people and the people think that they might be in lockstep and that they might actually care about their interests. And, uh, but of course we know that that's obviously not fucking true. It's ridiculous, but that is right. uh, what let's Democrats cite the want. Dick Durbin Democrats... example from earlier. Yep. There, there yeah, is an exactly. oversight power that they have that they're not using. Yeah, and it's a combination of the it's the desire I I think in the end so much of our politics especially in the two-party system is just about the desire of everybody to not want to live in uh, Gilead from you know the Handmaid's Tale. And I think the Handmaid's Tale probably did more to push liberal politics than 
uh, than anything in the last fucking eight years or whatever. Um, the show's god awful, but I think I think Aww. a lot of people really dug it. I mean, I I try to. I just I, I think it's just terrible on cinematic reasons. You know, not really <laughs> politics reasons. It's just a liberal show. You know. But the liberals are not going to save you. The liberals are actually uh, out there to. Um, they're using they're using conservative let's politics. Say, let's say the liberal elites. Let's make it more specific. Elites, yeah, elites, yeah, elites. Yeah, no, I appreciate people who think they're liberal. I think people who say that they 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 say that they're liberal. I think they don't. They've never been challenged on politics. I. I and, and they've never been given $100,000 from a fucking pharmaceutical corporation. Right, 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 right. And 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 I think just like a like a guy on the street, you know, just like a, a regular friend, right, who's like, oh, I'm liberal. I, it, it always reminds me, it always reminds me, and this is probably the last thing I've got to say before we have to, like, uh, we have to knock off for the night, but um, it always reminds me of this friend of mine who was in a meeting, and he called, he said Oriental. He was like, Oh, yeah, well, you know, the Orientals, you know, whatever. And somebody somebody in the meeting literally just, like, I keep saying literally, this is bad, but somebody in the meeting just bit his head off, just figuratively bit his head off, was like, you can't say that. What are you doing? You can't say that. And Sounds I knew like what he was doing. Sounds like a real Occidental. <laughs> exactly. And I knew what he was doing. I knew he was trying to be respectful he was doing his best and he thought oriental was the proper term and why wouldn't you it sounds it's more important sounding it's oh, longer i think you have plenty of time to get on board that train mm, not if you are a uh a dooted not if you're just like a regular dude in michigan i mean come on man like how old was he if he was 75, I'll, I'll give him a uh, grandpa pass. <laughs> he wasn't. Uh, he doesn't, right. get, the grandpa. He doesn't better. get the grandpa pass. Ah, how? How, though? How do you know better? From <laughs> high school? Does high school tell you that? High school doesn't no, tell you that? Definitely I not that in, in the Michigan exurbs. Yes. <laughs> Going we're back talking, to the white flight. We're talking... We're talking uh, whatever the Bugaboo Festival is, or whatever the fuck they call it here in the uh, here in the in the river. People go people go hog wild, and they don't know shit. Uh, and this guy, this the point being is the intention here was absolutely genuine, totally in earnest, uh, trying to be trying to be proper. He was trying to be proper. He really was. He was trying to be proper. And somebody just bit his fucking head off over it. Well, and, now he's learned. And then he was like, uh, he was like embarrassed, and and uh, he didn't really care that much. So you know, good on him for for like taking his fucking licks and just moving on. Uh, but I I explained it to him because he was like, I don't understand what the hell that was all about. And I was like, all right, uh, here's the problem. You just hand him an Edward Said book. I. <laughs> referenced I referenced Edward Said and exoticism. Yeah, yeah, I did. I absolutely did. But he didn't care about that, but I was like, all right, this is why I'm here. I'm here for this. 
And he was like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. And then he just moved I mean, on. Um, Edward Said literally has a book called Orientalism. And I'm using it literally correctly this time. Uh, I, I got a, yeah, I got a copy of that literally fucking right there. God damn it. I said literally again. That is, man, but, that's But bad. it was true this time. It is true, but. It's I, literally and God, it's literary. You know, I, I'm fairly proud of myself uh, not saying that too much, but I've said it way too many times today. Uh, forget where I was going in general. <laughs> I think we need to wrap it up, though. I do have... Oh, uh, it's one thir- Yeah, Hey, we did an hour and 30 minutes. Okay, okay, Michael. You think we can't fucking do this? <laughs> we can fucking do this. Mike thinks that... Uh, okay, everybody. Mike thinks that we can't put out an episode without him. So uh, if you miss the drops, I understand. They're great. Um, that's putting it mildly. I've, I've actually heard a lot of the opposite. <laughs> I can't even listen. And There's too many fucking drops. They yeah, go right over yeah. what you're saying, and I don't even hear it. Yeah. So this is yeah, this is this is the. Uh, well, what is the what's the reverse Superman world? What is it called? Bizarro. <laughs> the Bizarro world. Yeah, this is the Bizarro episode. So wow, dude. <laughs> dude, wow. Uh, it's it's been amazing. It's been a a good. It, it's been it's been fun, Steve. I'm sorry if I literally got to uh, literally. God damn it! Here we go. Did it again? What is happening? We got a real crutch word I think problem just, here. A crutch word problem, which <laughs> is weird because this is not a crutch word for me ever, ever. But it's maybe just tonight. it's killing me today. It's killing me today because I'm not <laughs> used to hosting this show, and it's giving me a ton of anxiety. And it, honestly, it's so Uh-oh. weird. You know, we're just friends. We're just like two guys talking, but Sep six bros. We're Sep Six Bros. We have the same birthday, everybody. And if no one knew that, we uh, we have the same birthday. What is? Uh, I was five thirty. Five thirty p.m. is when I was born on September six. What about uh, you? I think labor started on September fifth, and then I was born September six. So I think it was same in here. The afternoon labor also. started. You were also in the afternoon. Yeah. Dude, we're, <laughs> we're let's, let's find out like what our uh, I, fucking I, I, moons are. And... I think we did. I, I think we are like minutes apart. I I feel like we figured that out like twenty years ago, that we were like minutes apart. <laughs> I remember asking my mom, and I've completely forgotten, but she she knew it like down to the exact time. Oh my god! Well, man, uh, I'm sure your mom does too. Is she remembers she does because she yeah 19 hours of labor apparently i did not want to come out oh i was uh i was fighting to get out because i was the uh, the the hardest (laughs) kicker of all of them and i came a little bit early but uh yeah the the thing that must have sucked though is like we both have big heads (laughs) oh the the guile boys Got some real noggins on him. Oh, you got one too, buddy. Oh my God, gigantic! <laughs> what's your what's I, your uh, fitted hat size? It is uh, seven and five eighths. Yep. 
I'm uh, Same? in between seven and five eighths and seven and three quarters. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it depends on like what lid store you go to, <laughs> like wait, uh... which which fucking exploited oh, yeah. Yeah, labor you person on, you have to try on like four different versions yeah. of the same exact measurement uh oh i meant to ask you uh real quick before we go you don't have like jim doesn't live in milford does he my brother yeah he lives in south lion are you fucking serious yeah was he oh oh my god <laughs> i feel all right, I feel even worse now because it probably could have been him. Was he Can you do do this on the side for me? Ask him if he was at the um at the like uh Splash Park or whatever it's called in it, not Milford, it's Kensington. Cuz it's that's close, that's right. He goes there often. Shut the fuck Was he front was he door. with uh, He little... was sitting right next to me. With like a little blonde eight-year-old, he did not. Uh, the kid could have been in the water. Uh, okay. Was there a woman? Yeah. Did he have a woman with him? No, he's uh, happily divorced. Holy! I am. I, I thought <laughs> for sure, like there's no way this is happening, and so I didn't even say hi. But I was like, no, that's him. But it's it's been so many years since I've seen him in person. Uh, when was this? It's been fifteen freaking years. I I was there two weeks ago, two two or three weeks. Hold on, wait. It was uh, two or three weeks ago. Yeah. I'll I'll just ask him if he's if he's seen a Luke looking character in the past month in Kensington. Holy shit! I I was sitting next to him. I think maybe he looked at me and was. I think he kind of did the same thing. He kind of looked at me like nah. You know, and then we just kind of moved on. Is this Greek dog? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Dude, if that was him, I tell him if that was him, if he was at the the splash, they called the splash pad or splash park or something like that in Milford, if he or in Kensington, uh, if that was him, please tell him I am very sorry for not saying hi because i knew it was him i looked at him i just was in a weird awkward moment i had the my like my in-laws around and the whole thing was strange and i just i i thought for sure it couldn't be him it just couldn't be him there was like no way but it was oh, wait him. here's a, here's, it a, here's an update was. i think he's been rocking uh like a real fucking uh, Hulk Hogan mustache and trying to grow out a mullet to annoy his daughter. That's him. Was he it him? Mu- he had a mullet. Yes. <laughs> I'm almost positive. I'm almost positive. I need you to confirm. I need you to confirm that he was at this fucking splash pad. <laughs> was he at the splash pad in the last month? Just ask him that. I, I will We're ask. At the splash him. pad in the last month, and I, ah, I'm gonna just I'll spank myself uh, in my own time. Uh, because I feel very upset about it, but man, oh okay, oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Spank yourself until you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and spank it all. Oh, oh shit! All right. Well, 
I guess we got to wrap it up. We don't have, I don't know if we've got the ability to stop the recording. So I think what's going to happen we, we is Mike exit. is going to, yeah, I think Mike is going to have pick to, a like, song to first, stop though. the recording. I don't, I don't, I, I'm let's out, go with man. the uh, Sukihana eating. All right. I, I love the sound of that. And, uh, Michael. Let's let's mute ourselves, and I want to, you to pull that up on YouTube and listen to it because I want to see what your face looks like when you hear it. All right, you're gonna have to give me the uh, title once again. Uh, Sukihana. Spell it. S U K, I, H A N A, and the song is called Eating. <laughs> then we mute ourselves, and I get to see the reaction video. Okay. Uh, there was another. There was another song. I actually wish that I had thought about it before you thought about this one. Uh, maybe I'll just save it for later. Um, okay, I'm gonna mute myself. I'm gonna listen to this. Hopefully, Mike puts the drop in correctly, and then we're all good. Tight. All right. Love you. Love everybody. Thank you all for listening. Love you guys. See ya. Bitches Suki with a good cat. Yeah, y'all hoes know my fucking name, bitch. Yeah, Suki. I take your nigga, put this pussy on his tongue. Deep throat and dick, I got cum all in my lungs. And you know he chewed this ass, don't be dumb. I got niggas tryna pay to eat this pussy on my thumb. Dick all in my booty hole, I'm finna get my ass bleached. I don't want your kids, nigga. Put them on my ass sheet. Cause I'm trifling. 40 Glock on my nightstand. Roll up his backwood before he put that pipe in. Bitch, I'm busting jugs in the Hellcat. In the backseat, getting fucked from the back. Don't be scared, nigga. You know I got that good cat. You better break a bitch off. Kick cat. I just want a big dick in my esophagus. These niggas love me cause I'm pretty and I'm chocolate. He just popped a perk 30, got that perky dick. And my red dude, bitch, you know I'm Bitch, you know I'm strapped with a stick Every Glock 